the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, dear friends, just busily making notes for all the things we have to cover for you today in our new latest episode of the Battle for 1600 podcast, which I co-host with our good friend, former special assistant to President Trump, member of the advisory board of the Trump 2020 campaign, Boris Epstein. Boris, are you there? I am right here, my friend. How are you? I hope everybody's staying healthy and safe, and we're getting through this thing. Yeah, I, I am healthy. Uh, knock on words. Uh, the family is good, but I'm angry, Boris. Oh, angry? We have an angry Seb. Okay, tell me more, my friend. Because I pretend, <laughs> pretend that are you? Oh, oh, tell me your feelings. How are you? Oh, feeling? Hang on. Let me let me lie down on the couch. Hang on a second. Yeah. Hang, on, hang on, doctor. Hang on. Let me get comfortable, doctor. Doctor Freud. Here's um, some tissues. In case, in case <laughs> tissue? Where did crying. you get tissues? You have a secret supply of toilet paper. I know you do. I secret know you stash. Do. It's the secret stash. So I'm angry. I'm just going to get this out. I'm going to vent right now. Do it because I'm Go driving. Hard. <laughs> I did a I did a hit with uh, Eric Bowling for Sinclair this morning, and then I drive home, and I'm going through Virginia, beautiful park, and there's a little car park next to the park that I, I've frequented with my dog when I go dog walking, and what do I see? I see signs that the governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, the butcher of Richmond, has closed all parks and trails. Excuse me? Boris, what is going on? See, so, so that doesn't make sense to me. I'll tell you. Yesterday, it's been good days here in D.C. We have to be careful. We have to practice social distancing. Yesterday, though, I went outside, and I went up Connecticut Avenue a pretty long way, almost from, you know, we live in the D.C. We live by the zoo, and I went up toward Chevy Chase. Uh-huh. And it was a wonderful walk. I didn't come close to folks. We, you know, people are keeping their distance. They're being polite. They're letting each other pass. But you have to get outside. You have to walk around. <laughs> yes. You know, otherwise, people are going to go crazy. You, you know, and, and, and that's a serious thing. The president talked about it, too, right? We have to keep the mental health of our country right. safe. So to close parks, to close trails is a typical liberal mistake because they believe huge government action can save everything. And here I get closing restaurants. Sure, I get closing sure. theaters. But trails, I, how do you even close it? Tra- how are you going to stop me from walking on a trail in a forest? I, I'd like to see Governor Northam try that. I'm just putting it out there. Well, I wouldn't. I, if, if he tried to do it personally, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be Northam, okay? But you know, with, with, or without, with or without his KKK hood, he can try and stop me. Right. But with about, you know, 10 Virginia police officers, you probably could. You well, know? I, yeah, but I know most of them are their buddies. Right. I mean, they're, they're, I, the state troopers, I go, I go shooting with those guys. We go to the range together. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're not overwhelmingly big fans 
of, of Governor Northam. So I'll so I'll tell you this. I think it is a huge mistake to do that. Uh, my friend, my patient, you're totally right to be angry. Your anger is well-placed. Okay? This Thank reminds, you, this Thank reminds you, me of a great movie uh, called Analyze This. Oh, yes. Uh, it's with uh, Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro, yes. who's now who's gone absolutely whacked TDS, out. TDS, TDS, Patient Zero. Patient Zero, TDS. <laughs> but it's a great it's a great movie, and in it, there's a, there's a moment when they're in the hotel, and Billy Crystal says, just hit the pillow, Paul, and De Niro whips out his <laughs> gun and start shooting, shooting it. It into the pillow. <laughs> so this reminds me of that moment. You oh, know? Right. But yeah, uh, in, in all seriousness, to governors out there who are taking stupid action like that and Governor Sislak in Nevada. Oh, my the- gosh. How on earth does he do that, Boris? Tell, tell our listeners, tell our viewers what happened in Nevada. Attempting to single-handedly, heavy-handedly outlaw the use of Chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine, the malaria drug that's being tested right now that's been shown overseas to work. And expressly for the use of those with coronavirus. He's banned it. He's banned the use of that and the ZPAC. To, together, ZPAC, which is you know, the, the, uh, the the flu, right. the antibiotic flu, the the, flu, the the antibiotic used for the flu. So he's banned it, and he did it on the heels of the. A story. Now we're gonna flip uh, uh, positions here. Now I'm angry. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Calm down. Lie now, down. Lie down. I, gotta lie down. I need tissues. I need the tissues. Okay. I don't need whatever Doctor Freud used to use, though. I don't need <laughs> cigars. His, I don't need. Cig- his, he liked a good cigar. He cigar. Liked, and, sometimes and, a cigar is just a cigar. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Supposedly, he was also into the nose candy. So that's. that's oh, how, indeed. We don't that, do that. We don't do that. We don't okay. Do that. We're good Americans. We don't do that. Okay. I don't need any of that, Freud. But I'm lying down, I'm very angry, and I'm mad about the media coverage of the story out of Arizona. Unbelievable. On the heels of which Governor Sislak made this terrible, stupid decision to ban the use of a drug that could save lives. According to the New York Post, a, a man in Florida had saved his life. Yes. The use, the use a of man high- was desperate. His doctor Correct. prescribed him the chloroquine and the azithromycin z pack, and now he is back to full health. Correct. So you ha- that's, been, that's happened. That's been real. And, but for some reason, the, the Nevada governor goes and does that. Why does he do it? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but he did it within hours of the story out of Arizona where a couple, they took fish tank cleaner. Yes. They saw that it had chloroquine phosphate on it, which is not a drug, okay? It's not a medicine. It's for fish to get rid of parasites in fish tanks. Correct. And they drank it, and the man died, and the woman was in ICU. You think? And the NBC, Heidi Prisbilla, and then and then a colleague of hers, I believe Vaughn Hilliard, they go and they make this whole thing about President Trump absolutely disgust, disgustingly. I mean, it was one of the worst pieces of reporting. Axios did it too, but with credit to Axios, they deleted that tweet. They corrected it. And they corrected they, they, they corrected it. They said this is chloroquine phosphate, which is not the same as the medicine. And but but, but, uh, but uh, the others didn't do anything. They didn't delete it. NBC didn't delete it. CNN put it up. And they're all putting it up, and they're saying – Man dies after taking either drug or medicine, and then they have a picture of actual drugs of, or medicine. Of the real medicine. Of pills. Right, right. But the, they, they went literally, this couple went into their shelves, said, oh, this has it, and they drank it. Okay. 
Here's here's what I said this on Twitter. You retweeted me. I could tell you, hey, it's good to take a walk. Does that mean I'm telling you that it's good to walk into oncoming traffic? Right. My my my, my example is, you know, if you like soda, then uh, you, you like carbon dioxide in your in your drink. That doesn't mean carbon monoxide that comes out of your tailpipe is something you should be sucking on generally, just Correct. because it sounds the same. And both have carbon, right? Right, right, it's, right. The level of I'm not even going to say this is just TDS. This is coordinated attack. Yes, from the media against the president. And you know, this Vaughn Hilliard was tweeting, effectively live tweeting his discussion with this woman, and she was saying nobody should believe the president. And they were using this woman as if she's you know some sort of prophet, as some sort of spokeswoman for the anti-Trump movement. She drank fish tank cleaner i am very sorry for her loss and i hope she recovers but people who drink fish tank cleaner who drink something that's used to remove parasites are hardly beacons of information yeah no exactly and uh you know i may be accused of being heartless i'll quote my good friend chris blunt has the morning show here on wmal every day is an IQ test. Uh, we have to discuss things pertaining because this is the Battle for 1600 podcast with my friend Boris Epstein. Follow him, Boris EP, on Twitter and check out breakfastwithboris.com. We have to check matters political. But before we do that, um, let, let's, just, let's just talk about the, the media's exploitation of what is continuing or their, their, their attempt to create a wedge between the president and his team. We have a cut. This is a cut I didn't use uh, from yesterday's show. This is from our friends at WMAL, the early morning broadcast. This is Vince Colonnese, who was interviewing uh, Dr. Fauci, who is one of the medical professionals, who is the front, the face of the president's response. And it really struck home when he asked him the question of, is there a problem between him and the president? Vince Colonnese, Dr. Fauci, WMAL, Cut six. A bunch of the questions from the media are designed to create a rift between you and the president of the United States, or at least to sort of emphasize differences of opinion in a way. That, that is really unfortunate. I, I would wish that that would stop because we have a much bigger problem here uh, than trying to point out differences. They're really fundamentally at the core. When you look at things, there are not differences. The president has listened to what I have said and what the other people on the task force have said when I've made recommendations. He's taken them. He's never countered or overridden me. The idea of just pitting one against the other is just not helpful. I wish that would stop and we'd look ahead at the challenge we have to pull together to get over this thing. Boris Epstein, is it too much to expect in a time of crisis the left to not try and politicize everything? No, it's it, it, it is too much. That's what the, that's what the left does. The left is disgusting. The left is oh, and, I, and listen, these are over generalities. But many on the left are disgusting people who choose to use anything to attack the president. There are good people over there. Okay, there are good people who are who are liberals. They're misguided people, but they're good people. But there are a lot who are just so completely cynical. I mean, just look at the process for this bill. Look at what the, look what the senators, the liberal senators, did, and you look at the anger yeah. that came out of not firebrand senators, but senators like Susan Collins of yes. Maine, Lamar Alexander of Tennessee, people we've criticized on this show, right, and on this podcast, on your show, America First, and on this podcast, Battle for Sixteen Hundred. 
we've talked about them as, as being not strong enough for the right, but they were hitting the left so hard. And then you had Senator Kennedy from Louisiana talking about just how ludicrous it is and how really dumb it was for senators from the left who negotiated a deal with conservatives, with the Republicans. They had a deal, and they let Nancy Pelosi, from being a week or, or more than a week off, prance in and say, you know, we don't like this. And then they delayed the much-needed relief for Americans by about three, four, maybe five days. In the end, they got the same thing. They didn't get anything more for themselves, the liberals, than they wanted. All they did was show how cynical they are. Does and, it does this have political co- uh, consequences, Boris? We 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 know we some people uh, say that Americans have very short term memories. If we come out of this as quickly as the president would like, he's talking about an, an Easter resurrection uh, for the nation. If we if we push through this and the, those who need to be isolated stay isolated, are people are there are there going to be consequences in two hundred twenty two days when people go to the polling stations? Are people going to forget what the Democrats tried to do, like pack thirty five million dollars for the Kennedy for Arts the Kennedy Center, Center right. into the coronavirus? Are, are they going to forget that, or is or are we going to see a political bump? Do you think? Because right now, the president's approval ratings generally and for the coronavirus response are record high. Correct. Highest ever he's had, 49% even in the Gallup, over 50% yep. in, uh, in others in the Hill, etc. And then his approval rating on coronavirus is at 60%, 60% in the Gallup, yeah. which usually means it's a bit higher. Right. But say it's 60, that means, and I've said this to you before, that means that his, that his actual approval rating is 60 right now. Right. Because in usual times, the approval of the economy is the actual approval rating. And by the way, that's been consistently around 60, even 65 before all this, before the coronavirus crisis hit. So the president is about 60%. You better believe that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are about as low as they can be. It is absolutely embarrassing what they've done to this country, embarrassing what they've done to their own caucus, embarrassing what they've done to some of those, as I said, on the left, who are common sense folks, yes. who, who you and I disagree with, but are common sense. In some ways, Gavin Newsom has been common sense at times. Andrew Cuomo has been indeed, common sense indeed. at times. And, and, and recognizing the president's leadership. Correct. And, be, and, and being laudative of the president. Right. Nancy Pelosi has acted terribly throughout this, and America sees it. Now she knows. She, you saw she had a very angry interview with Dana Bash yes. today. Yes. So if, if Democrats are getting angry at CNN, you know they're in a bad place. Indeed. Let, let's talk about the, the. That's like being angry at your warm blanket. <laughs> okay? That's, no, like getting, right. that's like getting in bed, having a nice blanket over you, and saying, I hate you. Right, getting angry at your teddy bear. When when a Democrat's getting angry at CNN, they're getting angry at their teddy bear. It's a very interesting metric. Let's talk about the subject of the battle for 1600. Uh, Bernie, Biden, the the campaigns. Um, We had Rona McDaniel uh, on the show a few days ago. She said everything's moving forward electronically. The president's addresses to the nation are reassuring everybody. That's not a political function, but at least he has that platform as well. it, we were talking before we, we, we came into the studio with, with Jeff, our producer. The, the, Biden is doing these anti-coronavirus briefings, you know, anti-the president. And the last one he did today, you can pick any 40-second segment. It doesn't matter where. And it's just gaff after. You don't, you don't have to look for the gaffes. The man is not in control. How is that going to affect the election? He's been 
a total mess. You know, Biden never fails to surprise me and how bad he is. Right. You know, I always think, okay, this is going to be bad. But how bad could it be? How bad could it be? And then it's worse. The thing from Monday, when he couldn't remember even the, forget the third, he couldn't remember the first part of his idea. And he had to motion to somebody to help him out. He had to wave them to move the the auto cue, the the prompter, teleprompter forward. I mean, gosh, it was pathetic. It was sad. It was pathetic. He's doing really badly. He looks terrible down there. Yeah. Uh, And Oh, but it's okay. He had internet wired into his house. Did you see that? What do you mean he had internet wired into his house? To do those briefings. Did he not have internet? He didn't have high-speed internet. It's not a joke. He, ha- he had to have high-speed internet wired into his house because I guess he was using steam-powered <laughs> telegrams or he's something. Got, he's got those old rotary phones. He's got <laughs> no, the no, phone. no. He's got a telex. No, he's got a telex. Or the AOL. It's dialing on. I had CompuServe. I had CompuServe. Dial-up CompuServe. Dial-up. Yeah, he's got the dial-up. What is wrong? my goodness. And then did you hear? I mean, he's, you know, you got to love Joe Biden for this. The things he says are sometimes pure comedy. He says, I hear we can have a teleconference when everybody can be on it from different parts of the country. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Joe. Yeah, well, lo- well, welcome to the 20th century, right? Maybe maybe that's why, you know, I mean, listen, this is the guy that was quoting Adelaide Stevenson, you know, Adelaide Stevenson who ran twice for president, you know, against who? Eisenhower. Yeah. So that that'll really that'll really work with the Bernie Bros. The you know, so, uh, quoting mean, Adley Stevenson. Joe, I think Joe, I think Joe Biden may 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 have been close with Roosevelt, and I mean Teddy. Okay, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, Joe Biden. It's it, it is so comical. It's sad, but for Democrats, this is a real conundrum. It, they're now pushing back their primaries. It's going to continue to be. Uh, somewhat close. You got. And Bernie's still in it, right? Bernie's still in it to win it. Bernie's still in it, and he's saying that he's going to continue to be in it. So Biden is at 1215, 1215 uh, delegates. Sanders is at 910. If you add Warren's 83, then then Sanders effectively maybe at about 1,000, okay? And she she said that she's thinking about how long does it take for her to decide who she's endorsing? She said that that a week ago. Well, she's first she's got to figure out her ethnicity. Oh, so, sorry, right, 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 right. She's right. probably gender. Does out. she have to figure out her gender as well? I don't. Th- I think she may have that covered, but I'm okay. not sure. Right. Whether, whether she likes beer or not, I'm going to have me a beer. Oh, but what a, that campaign! I, I couldn't be happier. It's over. It did strike me. It's, it's interesting that we went from having almost thirty candidates, <laughs> and yes, now, yes, and now there's two. And also, who are old white guys? Old, 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 old white, guys. white guys. And so, yeah, Bernie's staying in it. From what I'm hearing, he's staying in it because he's seen how bad Biden has been with this crisis. Yes. So he thinks, hey. So he, does he have a shot, or is he going to do what he did last time and just surrender to the establishment like he did to Hillary? It's up. He's got a shot if he chooses not to surrender. But if he folds up tent, then he's a goner. You know. So, but he's staying in it. So it tells you that he doesn't quite want to surrender. Because if he was going to surrender, why not do it yet? He's Indeed. staying in it. He wants to have more debates. I don't know. I mean, 
every time Joe Biden has been on camera doing something virtually, it's been a disaster. It has. Disaster. When his wife had to tell him that it's over to walk off stage, and it's all <laughs> caught on tape. Today, I just got a text. I guess he's good. I, I got an email. He's doing um, some sort of happy hour. He's like, oh, I'm doing a happy hour with Joe to talk about what young Americans need. First of all, a little condescending that that, that all young Americans are uh, need to booze, right? The happy hour connotation. Oh, yes. A little stupid. Typecasting. Typecasting. You know, exactly. And then you could, ju- you could just imagine this thing being horrible. Are they going to give Joe a beer? Is he going to sit there in his house and pretend to be colloquial? No, no, no. no, no. His butler will bring him a cocktail on a silver server. A mint tulip. <laughs> a mint tulip. A mint tulip. Indeed. So Biden is, in a, Biden is not in a good place out of this. That is why you're hearing Democrats now whispering louder and louder that maybe it goes to a brokered convention, and then maybe they actually push forward Andrew Cuomo from New York, who has been – Media darling, and and are you seeing it? Oh, even- so this is yeah. This is what I wanted to get to. Are, are you subscribing to the Cuomo conspiracy that he's doing all of these daily briefings, being the man saving New York State because he wants to jump in at the last minute and take the nomination for the presidency? I don't think that's why he's doing it, but I do think that it's on his mind. Either I think it's more on his mind for twenty twenty four. Because he's he's now a, a effectively wartime governor. I mean, his state has ten times more, oh, almost ten times more coronaviruses. Boris, Boris, it's it's the hot zone of the world right now. It's it's ridiculous. They have more coronavirus cases by a magnitude of almost ten than the next leading state, which is New Jersey. Right. So it's a huge issue. He's also made made some mistakes on ventilator ordering yes. in the past. So we know that. So I think he's more looking toward twenty twenty four, but. If Biden really falters and they need somebody, could they go to Cuomo? Of course they could. I mean, the Cuomo family has been – got to remember, in, 19, in 1992, his father, Mario Cuomo, was supposed to be the nominee. Yes. But he didn't run because he thought H.W. was going to get it. Right. And then, Cl- and, then, and then Clinton ran and he got it. Right. So the Cuomo family has been around for a long time. Oh, yes. You know, they've been around Democrat politics for a long time. So there's something to be said for that. I am not sure that... To be said for what? Dynasties in American politics? There's something to be said for, de- for uh, as Democrats, they are thinking, hey, we need somebody okay. who's not Joe Biden. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not... Listen... I'm not voting for Andrew Cuomo. I'm not supporting. I think Andrew Cuomo wouldn't have a shot against President Trump, but it would be an it would be an interesting debate, wouldn't it? Let's be objective. Let's be objective. If you had to wake up tomorrow morning and your only two choices were Joe Biden and Andrew Cuomo, <laughs> I mean Joe Biden doesn't even know what day it is. Yeah. No, right. No. So I would I would choose. My, you know, I would choose my four year old probably over Joe Biden. I, I, I I'm voting for your four year old boys. You know, so it's constitutionally impossible, but, you know, but you get the point, <laughs> you know, so we've got a, you know, the, 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 we have a, a, as Trump supporters, we have a luxury in that our candidate stands up there yes. and he looks like he's he, the leader of the field. He looks like he's he in charge. He's in charge. He gets up there to that podium every single day. He looks strong. He's, he looks like the, none of the virus could ever get him he's up there with these people he's testing negative you know gosh the poor <laughs> the poor duke of windsor got it yes okay charlie charlie's Char- got, it. got it they call him the future king who knows they you know i think they may bypass him for william but who knows but so 
William got it. Thank God our president is up there. And, being, and the first lady. And the first, and the first lady. Clear. And the vice president. Yep. And they're all clear. And they're showing strengths. So just compare the visual yeah. of the president of the United States at that podium in his suit looking strong, talking to the American people, talking to them about keeping our health, keeping our con- country, keeping our economy, and Joe Biden, who can't even get through a sentence. Right. I mean, did you see the interview with Nicole Wallace? Yes. Then, it was. He could not make it through an MSNBC interview. Yeah, he, had, okay? he hadn't had his morning nap. He that's, well, I was going to give you another metaphor for that. Yeah, that's like somebody not being able to make it through a cozy little nap, okay? <laughs> that's what an appearance on MSNBC for a Democrat is like. His nap stressed him out. Okay, it stressed him out, right. and, he couldn't, and he couldn't remember where he was. And then he got chided by Jake Tapper for coughing into his arm. I Dude. know. I, that was hilarious. It was like an SNL skit. So, you know. When, when SNL was funny. When SNL was funny, years ago. Uh, we, I, go ahead. I liken all this. You know, it's a crisis, right? Yes. And we went, it's a national crisis. It's a, it's a horrible situation. So, you know, this is a little bit like 2008 in that way, right? Mm-hmm. And some people step up and some people step down. Right. So I was on the McCain campaign at the time, and he was the Republican nominee, and I supported the nominee. And, you know, God rest his soul, Senator McCain did not do a good job during that crisis no it was widely known he shirked it he can't he didn't go to the debate he went to the meeting with with uh, president bush and obama and obama did a lot of the talking yeah so it just it didn't work out that same visual is happening now but it's joe biden that is shrinking yes and president trump who's standing tall and that's maybe why you're seeing the approval rating so high for president trump and Biden is struggling so badly. Let, let's talk about what the president is doing. We've got a few minutes left. This is the podcast for 1600. If you like it, don't just subscribe. Go to YouTube, subscribe there, hit the notifications bell, tell your buddies, write a review. That would be most, most appreciated. Don't forget, Boris is our regular guest on America First as well every single week. You can follow him on Twitter at Boris EP and me at Seb Gorka on Twitter and at SebGorka.com for my website. Um, I want to exploit your... Um, your knowledge, your experience as a lawyer working in the financial district in Wall Street, uh, we are seeing some remarkable results. We had a world's record of uh, 2,112 point uh, S&P growth in one day. It's doing the same thing today. Uh, what, what, what are you seeing in the markets? Are we? It, it, how? Let me put it like this. How significant is it? that this week we had the following figures come out of the, the town hall with the president, the vice president, the surgeon general, uh, Dr. Um, Deborah Burks, just, was it yesterday? Um, where they said, we have now tested in eight days in America, in eight days, more people than South Korea, the model, tested in eight months. 90% of the people who are testing for coronavirus don't have it. 90%. And 98 of those, 98% of those who contract it fully recover. That, I think, and the president's decision, not the decision, his, his objective, his stated objective of getting America back to work by Easter, that's got to be why the market's rallying, surely, Boris. 
Yeah, the market is sensing. I th- so first of all, this is not stock advice. Right. This is just my perspective and my understanding. Stocks can go up or down. Is Correct. Your, is your footnote here? Absolutely. Uh, and and you know, past performance is, is no not- indication of the future. Right. <laughs> right. Well done. That's what I was trying to remember. Well done. Um, if you see what's happening now, we have a second day in a row of a significant rise. Now that tells me personally that there is a sense that we are turning the corner in this battle. Yes. Now, oftentimes stocks lead. They don't follow. So they go down early and they go up early. So even though you're still seeing, obviously, us fighting this war against the coronavirus, it is now sensed on the street. And you saw Bill Ackman today of Pershing, who's a very active investor, very loud investor, very knowledgeable and known investor, say that he's exited his margin positions. He's exited his hedging positions, and he's putting money back in the market into equities. So what does that mean in, re- in regular person terms? He was, he was betting on the market to go down, and now he's betting on it to go up. And that feeds on itself. He Just that one investor put in $2 billion into the market and, and betting in that it will go up. That is causing for the market to go up. As it goes up, others are going to bet that it will continue to go up. And that snowball effect then causes for the market to rise. I have consistently thought, I will tell you honestly, I have not sold a dollar me neither. Of, of, my, of my holdings. Yeah, me neither. I transferred some from small cap to, to large cap, and meaning, you know, I think that the larger companies will, will rebound first. Earlier, I've kept a lot in small cap too, but I have not sold and I've not put into cash anything. Why? Because I'm a believer in the American economy. Yeah. I'm a believer in President Trump. I'm a believer in President Trump's reelection. So I think all those things combined are going to see us still rebound in a fast way, in a quick way, and then from there, keep going higher. Keep in mind, a month ago, the the stock market, right about a month, a month and maybe a month and a week, the stock market had all-time highs. Yes. The Dow Jones was almost touching 30,000, not quite, and then it went back down. Now, the Dow Jones is at what, about 22,000? Yep, 21, as of, 22, yep. As of, this, as of this moment. So, what does that tell you? That tells you that, yeah, right about a little under 22. What does that tell you? That tells you that the American economy, it continues to be strong. And, yes, we're fighting this battle, and, it's in, and we're all taking a hit. But do not underestimate America. Do not underestimate the American economy. So for me, I did not think, oh, I've got to panic, and I'm going to put it in the cash and hoard it under my, Buy under my gold, mattress. whatever, right. I'm not doing any of that. Right. I'm staying in the positions I was. So, you know, and I'm actually, I bought some. And some companies, I think, are going to rebound faster Smart. than others. And you have to, and that's everybody's going to do for themselves. But if you're looking at what's happening out there, do you really think that people are not going to go to hotels when this is over? This is the, this is the crucial thing. When we come back, people think everything has changed. It hasn't. People are going to travel. People are going to go to work. People are going to eat. People are going to go to restaurants. People are going to use hotels. That will return. This is such an important message, Boris. Thank you for mentioning that. Absolutely. The world, and the first lady said this in her PSA, the public service announcement. We are going to get back to our lives. Yep. People will travel. People will go to sporting events. People will go on cruises. Norwegian cruise lines down 74%, 76%. Do you think that Norwegian, that people are not going to go on cruises anymore, which has become such a favorite way of, of Americans to take vacation? Of course they are. And speaking of cruises, for those who have been panicking and sounding the panic, and most of the liberal media, keep this, keep this in mind. The Diamond Princess, 
where people ha- were infected with the coronavirus, including those who were pre- preparing food. Do you know what percentage of people on that ship at confined space got the coronavirus? 1%. No, no, got the virus. Oh, got the virus. Um, about 15%, 15%, 17%, 15%. Okay. One, five, one, seven, and then 1% died. Correct. Right. What does that tell you? That tells you that this virus it, it's is... It's harder to catch than we think. It is exactly right. It is, it is dangerous. We have to follow the guidelines. We have to follow the regulations. We have to follow the, the social distancing. But this is not, it, I'm not a doctor, and I did not stay to Holiday Inn Express last <laughs> night, as I like to joke. But this does not seem to be a kind of thing where you see somebody, and, you, and they have it, and you immediately no. have it. Because let, let's be very clear, the, the Diamond Princess enclosed ship. Correct. With people who are in the more vulnerable, aged category, and they have that rate of transmission, that is a key, key thing to conclude. Neither of us are doctors, but clearly this is harder to catch than it would seem. Uh, We're going to close the show. If you've got any last messages, I just want to send one to all of our viewers, all of our listeners. Now more than ever, you've got to stick to reliable sources of information. Don't fall victim. Don't fall into the trap of these memes, these rumors. Somebody from the DOD told my brother's best friend, or I know somebody at DHS. No, garbage. Ignore it. Take the tinfoil hats off all of that stuff. Stick to sources you can rely upon, whether it's Salem Media, all of our shows, Sinclair, uh, reliable platforms such as the 13 sites that we have mentioned on my feed, on my website, are the most most responsible and accurate sources. And then for the updates, all of you, whatever age category you are in, wherever you live, go to whitehouse.gov, go to cdc.gov, the Centers for Disease Control, and then lastly, go to coronavirus.gov. That's where you'll get the real news and the regular updates because right now more than ever, You've got to avoid the fake news. Boris, any last message to our listeners, to our viewers across the nation? Absolutely. Friends, stay careful, stay safe, but also listen to President Trump. Listen to what he says when we cannot let the cure be worse than the sickness. Yes. If, if the president says reopen America, follow those guidelines. Follow what the president says. He has your best interest at heart. And the president is now looking at maybe Easter, which is in about two weeks. Yep. The, the holy holidays, you know, Passover's right around there as well, yep. a little earlier this year. Think about that, you know, for those of you who are religious, for those of you who are not that religious, and op- openly, you know, I believe in God, but I'm not a, I'm not a strict practicing, uh, you know, somebody of Jewish faith. I'm not a strict practicing Jew. But I will tell you, in times like this, look to God, look to a higher being, yes. look to something positive, and maybe, just maybe, in these holy days of April, we will find the solution to this problem. And part of the solution is our own action, is keeping the social distancing, but also getting America back to life. That is something that is, I think, so important sooner rather than later. Beautifully put. We started this as the strongest, most powerful, greatest nation on God's earth. And when we pull through, we will still be the greatest, the strongest, the most powerful nation on God's earth. You've been listening to the Battle for 1600 with Boris Epstein and myself, Sebastian Gorka. Don't miss an episode. God bless you all. Stay safe. God bless you. Thank you.